Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, darlings all. Welcome to this monkey kingdom, an A-cast production of... Tom Reed Wilson has words with Miss Sophie Herman is not tricky because of her varied skill set, model, designer, omni-television presence, but her varied tongues, German, French, Italian, English. She, like her mother before her, is a true polyglot. That's a word that I imagine will crop up a lot today. Polyglot literally means of many tongues from the Greek Polly, many, and glotter, tongue. That's where we get glottal stop from, too. A stop made with our tongue, like of, if, every. Anyway, enough of all this tonguing. I haven't even served the lexical entree yet. As I am immensely fond of dear Sophie, this week's poem proceeded from my digits with the kind of velocity only the herminator can inspire. This sartorial queen cut her teeth in Milan, learning the story of fashion, always bedecked in the chicest of robes, each outfit exhibits her passion. But even more dazzling than all that she sports, and this is by contrast unsung, she is a polyglot, five or more great languages dance on her tongue. Whichever she uses, Italian, French, or that of her own native land, she deftly employs all their idioms so her signature wit is at hand. She's tickled me with it in lyrical French and sometimes in quite racy German. So please let your tympanic membranes delight in the Duchess, my dear Sophie Herman. Wow. Wow. My God. I honestly, this is amazing. What an introduction. This is the best introduction ever. Well, this 11 o'clock number that is you deserved a very ample curtain raiser, darling. It really, you really deserve a fanfare. I'm so glad that that this is not filmed. If you could see the state of me right now, I'm fully glammed up because it was. I thought it was be, would be filmed, and now I just took my bra off. So yeah, in your birthday suit. <laughs> me too. I haven't got a stitch on me. Some uh, knickers that are like dental floss. That's about darling, it. This is the only way to podcast. <laughs> Especially in this weather, darling. Now, you know that this this podcast is all about words, don't you, darling? Yes. Well, I want to start with the word that, of course, is closest to home, which is okay. the name. 
And I happen to know that the etymology of your name is Hari Man, which is army man. So was the ancestry militaristic before it was sartorial? Um, it's, it certainly feels like that. Hari also comes uh, from the Ashkenazi Jewish. <gasps> so I think there's a lot of that in there as well. The hair is, or the field hair is, is almost the guy who leads the charge from um, oh, one of you into the other. Yeah. Oh, so it's senior army. It's an officer or a major or some such. It's some something of that. Yes, exactly. Which also is a first name. So imagine I call my firstborn Hermann Hermann. Now that would be... <laughs> <laughs> You're known, of course, variously as the Duchess, the Hermanator. But there's a home nickname that I don't think many people know, which is Pitsy. Yes, and you, you pronounce it so beautifully. Like, I'm almost transported back. Did I? Yes, you did. Like, not many English get that right. This is reserved for only the, uh, the closest of family members, to be honest. My parents named me that um, before I was born. They went into a movie. I, I believe it was actually Hitchcock. I couldn't tell you which one. Oh, my favorite. Yeah, I bet. In the German <laughs> translation, the actors called each other Pitsy and Putsy. And thank God I ended up being Pitsy because Putsy comes from Putzen, which means to clean. So <laughs> it's literally a cinder fucking rella. So um, that doesn't fit with uh, being the Hermanator and the Duchess. So Pitsy is better. But everyone refers it to pizza, which, um, yeah, it's unfortunately has nothing to do with it. No, and I don't think you're a pizza fan, are you, Danny? Um, I mean, in Italy, definitely. Otherwise, in ugh, in England, not so much. <laughs> now, before you became a great stonking star, yeah. probably the most famous Herman before you was mm. your great-grandmother, Louise Herman, who created these legendary Mustang jeans for your great-grandfather's timber workers. She sounds like, considering when she was living, yeah. what a dazzling woman. She was on one of the first female entrepreneurs to actually um, become a big success in Germany, especially at that time. And with her husband having another wow. business and, and her son basically being off at war. Yes, yes. She was such a... Badass. <laughs> I feel like I'd, I've got a lot of her in me. I'll say. I feel like she's almost a guardian angel, the Schutzengel. Oh, darling. Whenever, honestly, like in, in big career steps that I felt like I needed to know something, like basically get get some like guardian angels advice, um, she was always it just sprung to mind. Schutz angle is beautiful. Yes, it should shoot. It's it's to shoot the Schütze, but also it's also the protector. The Schutz in general is protection. Wow. Yeah. She was such a strong, independent, fierce woman, um, especially for the time that she lived in. So she's always going has been one of my biggest role models. And that's amazing that it was sort of. Um, necessity was the mother of invention. Yeah. Do you know about the provenance of denim, darling? You would love this. It's it's a toponym when the name comes from a, a place, mm -hmm. and it's de Nîmes from yes. Nîmes in France. And it it was a similar thing. They wanted that cord that was sort of thickly wound, so mm -hmm. that there was a very attractive but very durable fabric for exactly. And the name Mustang. I mean, I know that the American Mustangs were these amazing, majestic, wild horses. Was there this vast appetite 
when they were christened for all things American in Germany. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's a souvenir that the war left over and everyone wanted Levi's and Mustang and and Coca-Cola. Yes. So um, and all of these trademark <sighs> things were left and, and from from the Americans stationed in Germany until today, actually. There, some of them are stationed there, and uh, that's why we've just been obsessed with everything yeah. American. Plus, also, they only started calling themselves Mustang Jeans um, once they um, produced it with American denim. Ah. The Mustang symbol, I literally just wanted to say emoji. How embarrassing that this is where we came <laughs> The Mustang emoji. Um, <laughs> it almost looks the same. So it's two horses galloping. Yes. So in all of our tabs, we had the symbol of the uh, Mustang horses so in our house. So I actually remember them quite vividly. Oh, amazing. Mustangs. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, there's a lot in common here with Louise, because not only was she a global straddler in terms of uh, taking the Mustang, but, of course, she was emblazoned across fashion. Yeah. And you, with your global idioms, have also been printed on T-shirts, darling, haven't you? I mean, you're one of your phrases. Oh, Can you tell me are you, are you referring to the I don't speak snake thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's been printed on almost anything now, I think. <laughs> I had it on a blazer, on, on it was on some T-shirts, it's on mugs, it's on everything. Actually, uh, funnily enough, I think we, we got another phrase like that on our hands in Made in Chelsea. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's already, I, people already made such amazing art out of it stop spitting on my <laughs> mink <laughs> and i'm wearing my grandmother my mother's mother's um mink hat from the 60s so i'm especially so this isn't louisa this is this, this is the other one louisa. this is lilo liselotte um lilo's ah. hat my grandfather um from so my from my mother's side they also have oh. a very interesting family history because the grandfather was um, the ambassador of Germany. So that's why she ended up speaking so many languages because they lived everywhere. Gosh. So you're going to infiltrate the world of merchandise all over yeah. again, just like <laughs> I don't speak snake. And speaking of yeah. snakes now, snake in German is Schlange, yeah. am I right? Yeah. Schlange. And I, I believe that Practically the first line ever spoken to on Made in Chelsea was Ich habe ein lange Schlange in meine Hose. <laughs> Could you translate that one? I've got a long yes. snake in my pants. Oh, oh, so quite a different snake. I mean, we're not talking the animal anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> And that was also came funnily enough from Francis, uh, Francis Bull. So. <laughs> oh, Francis. Well, I always suspected as much. The swine. <laughs> I mean, he's he's making my hair thing. curl. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> Francis, he's hilarious. I love him. But I was a bit shocked because I really didn't expect that. I had no idea what I was getting into. What, in terms of in terms of the sentence or in terms of his anatomy? Both. Or both. <laughs> <laughs> the German word... For penis that I prefer most is Schwanz. It's much better. Oh yes. It now Schwanz cool. is also a colloquial word for tail, isn't exactly. it? And it always makes me think in German is a cocktail, a Schwanz. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> well, we've touched on the German, darling, but your English is extraordinary, and I know that. Yeah. 
your being very au fait with English was slightly hastened by wanting to, and, and I quote, tune in to your parents when they were talking about yeah. you and your sister in other languages. <laughs> That's also correct. They would literally like gossip while we were still at the dinner table or lunch or whatever um, <laughs> about me and my sister in Spanish, Italian, but preferably English when... Um, because because uh, they were both so <laughs> fluent in it. And um, I always like, already yes. got it. Sometimes you don't even have to have any practice. Like it always came so natural with me that I already knew what they were kind of talking about and I could guess it. They, they really had to keep up because after a while, my sister and me, um, perfected the English language by by literally in the seventh <laughs> grade. Um, so they then had to step it up and move to Spanish and French and Italian. In the end, there was nothing left. Well, there's, I mean, there's, no, there's nothing left. I mean, there's no better incentive than wanting to know what people are saying about you. So yeah, really. Right. And this honestly started from a very young age, like from age five. So I've always been very intrigued. Oh, that. And my. It just always came to me. It's um, I definitely just use the left side of my brain, which is the creative language skills. You and me both, darling. Oh. I live exclusively there. I think the right side is completely dormant. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a little glimpse of that five-year-old. I'd like to turn back the clock fully now as we get regional Ooh. with Sophie Herman. Loves it, regional. Now, darling, you <laughs> don't wait, not that regional. I know I know you're not wearing many clothes. So I know localized experiences might be tricky for us both. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. There's so many things that I that I could say now. That wouldn't it <laughs> You snort. Oh, darling, you really snort. Yes. I love you. Oh, gosh. Moving swiftly on. Um, so, darling, you described this little, this little Sophie. Yeah. A little monster. I can't believe it. I can't believe that. Oh, well, um, thank God you didn't have to grow up with me. No, I was an absolute, absolute delight. But um, I was, uh, let's say... Um, hard to adorable but hard to raise that's what actually my arabics um um astrology uh, birth chart told my parents and my father will still include it in every speech of his at any family <laughs> occasion it's like and of course before little sophie was born or little pitsy um we had this great <laughs> chart made and it says in an adorable way um very hard to raise or to train or to discipline basically impossible to because you were so independent of thought really. it's very and I, which i think is a lovely thing i hated rules so um obviously school time was tough for me and um yes. being disciplined in general didn't become me at all so yeah my cousin, <laughs> I, I was adorable but like i i also was very fierce and yeah they were just shocked sometimes. like a, a petit filou almost exactly exactly enfant terrible was it the enfant terrible in you that opened the tick farm <laughs> Let's pray my sister is not listening to this podcast ever because we just invited from the wedding this year. Um, so, yeah, I think you're hinting on my little Polly Pocket adventure. Yeah, I used to be very yes. revengeful. I still am. Um, you should not cross me. Um, 
don't know if I should. No, I have heard that. <laughs> yeah. um, and whenever my sister and I would have a fight, I would we lived right behind a right in front of a forest, and we also had a dog, so Susie. And I would collect Susie's ticks and um, that she brought back from the forest and, and in different stages when they were still red and little or fully sucked uh, full and um, and <laughs> on the verge of bursting and gray, gray in color. Oh. And they're disgusting. And I would put them into like my Polly Pocket house and um, also throw some of them in my sister's bed when she pissed me off. So Sophie Herman. She um, would wake up with several ticks and my mother would always be like, oh my God, this child like is such a, oh, schlavina. She's going <laughs> grubby like, child. Literally like so grubby and it rolls around in the, and the mud outside, <laughs> nothing like little Princess Pitsy over here. <laughs> Where did Susie get her name from? Susie got her name from Lady and the Tramp, of course, um, which is uh, makes total sense because it's called Susie and Strolch in German. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And stroke, I guess, is from strollen. Yeah. To wander about. Yeah. You know, funnily enough, I think all our old words for tramp are to do with wandering. I mean, tramp is from tramping about. Yeah. Vagrant and vagabond are both from vagus, which is the Latin root meaning to wander. And yeah. funnily enough, that's where vague comes from. Oh, really? Vague means of wandering thought. Oh. So, so your thoughts wandering about in the manner of a vagrant. It, uh, it's extraordinary. Amazing. Susie and Strolch. I think that's Susie so and Strolch. Nice. I mean, I love how you pronounce Strolch. Say it one more time. Strolch. <laughs> Strolch. I mean, if anyone would give an English person... The typical German like name, what they how they would identify our language. I think Strolch is perfect. With seven languages dancing about your home, you must have been pretty academic. Well, one would think that, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> and well, I was, I was quite successful. Um, you know, as as mentioned before, in the creative. Uh, fields and yes. in language and uh, in, in the different languages that I studied. But because unfortunately, um, also in the German system, uh, you have 13 years and it, it's very hard because you, you've got a lot of math, a lot of science. 
and um and that was literally it was just not for me and um unfortunately i or let's say fortunately so we call it glück im unglück so you're lucky whilst having uh an unlucky period oh. of time oh i love oh could you do that one more time that's divine glück im unglück oh so lucky going through a misfortune you're actually lucky that it happened because otherwise this wouldn't have happened to you which i can only refer to being expelled from from several schools and boarding (gasps) schools so um it ended up for me have being in a swiss boarding school um doing the american high school diploma which allowed me to study art history and psychology and all my different languages back entrenched in the right side of your brain where we both belong Well, with all that Mm. travel, I think you're probably the best qualified guest to play translator in this next little section. Do you mind playing translator for me, darling? Oh, absolutely. My first word for you. We don't have a word for this in English, which is very annoying because I hardly ever have an argument. And when I do have a spat, I suffer from this. In French, it's called l'esprit d'escalier. But in German, it's called Treppenwitz. Can you explain it? Treppenwitz. I actually saw that when I've done some research. It's like a bad, a bad joke. That kind of Mr. Post feeling. Where I'm coming from, or uh, from the area, from Baden-Württemberg, that's called a Schenkelklopfer. It's a thigh slap. <laughs> oh, my. But klopper must mean to clap. Yeah, exactly. I actually looked up some German words as well that I thought were hilarious. Oh, oh, please, please. I mean, obviously, we have to start with the typical German one, I think, um, which everyone knows, yes. but it's always great to explain it again, is the Fremdscham, Fremdschämen where you're uh, basically it's called the exterior shame when you're basically ashamed or cringing for because of somebody else's behavior which happens to me (gasps) on a daily basis on made in chelsea so (laughs) oh my god so it's oh my god so it's it's almost like the complete opposite of schadenfreude yes yeah where where you're delighting in somebody else's misery this is what's so divine about german because we don't have words for this with all our richness of of language these emotional states we're kind of missing words for i know how could you go on without a word for it for so long because it shows emotion and brits don't like that or well i think we just borrow yours now yeah we just we just call it schadenfreude oh and the one darling that we both adore Mm -hmm. Rosa Rota Brilla. Rosa Rota Brilla. The rose tinted glasses. Oh yes. Kind of plunged into life in pink. The whole the whole world becomes pink. That's literally my ideal world. To look like one big Rihanna video. <laughs> Pink just makes me happy. Like, it, blush pink is literally my favorite color in the world. I could live in it forever. Yes, and you have that gorgeous top with puff sleeves in that color, which is beautiful. Everything I own has puff sleeves, Tom. <laughs> I love you. I'm potty about a puff sleeve. Now, this one, I think, is one of yours. Yeah. Steckblazer. Stanzgeblazer. Oh, God. Oh. The stand. What's that? Me- It means that a person is so short in height that they could perform a blowjob by standing up. (laughs) (laughs) So is the blazer the blazer? The blazer comes from the blow, but it actually it comes from the music um, family. 
and, uh, oh. and and from the orchestra because it's it's a standgebläse that you would blow into. But you know, this is the thing I find so funny because the blazer and the yeah. blowing and the blow in blow job. Yeah, the, I think the mechanics. No are... one, no one blows on it. It sends the complete wrong message. I know, and that's why I prefer filating because filare is the Latin root meaning to suck, which yeah. I think is much more accurate. Much, much more accurate. But it, isn't it funny that you've got you've got fellatio, which is all about sucking, and then you've got blazer, which is all about blowing. And it must be very confusing Ooh. etymologically to people that have never done it before. I know. I actually, that's, that brings back a very funny memory. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Not oh, really God. Where are we going? <laughs> um, no, I just remember from a school uh, girlfriend of mine, she um, told me that very embarrassing story that she made out with this guy and she would blow on it <laughs> <laughs> because that's what she thought. Why is nothing happening? Exactly. What <laughs> is this? But now, actually, funny enough, all, the whole sex toy industry, which obviously went through the roof since uh, all these lockdowns, yes. everyone is up with this new sex toy for women, which basically shoots out a little wind tunnel. I'm unimpressed by this, oh. but uh, there are people that apparently like it. So now this has been like, I've made some research, but don't ask why. And, um, <laughs> and apparently this is the top selling sex toys these, these days. It's this little like Gosh. clitoris massager, but that by that plo blows out airs. I remember in probably about a decade ago in the Liberty catalog, there was this thing that looked like an objet d'art. I mean, it really looked like the most beautiful sculpture. Yeah. But actually, it was it was a sex toy, and it was called the bone. I remember having some that looked very, very sculpturesque. I mean, I had the Sonia Riquier Swan. That was beautiful. You could have <laughs> placed that on a coffee table. Nobody would have ever known. <laughs> Much better than having your kind of naughty drawer, isn't it? Have it front and center and nobody's any the wiser. Exactly. I have one final one for you, <laughs> just because I think it's so enchanting. We, we're going to go from um, one extreme to the other here. Yeah. Einen Vogelhaben. Oh, I wrote that down. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, how lovely. Because there's so many and uh, funny um, expressions how to say I'm crazy in German. <laughs> and ich habe ein Vogel. I've got a bird means I'm crazy. It's so it's so interesting in terms of how things can be so similar and yet so different because we say hmm. you know you're going a little cuckoo oh, or yes, of course. he's he's a bit he's a bit cuckoo. Yeah. But actually this is about having it as opposed to so and I always thought that that was kind of because of the busyness and because of the very rapid song you got it in your head and it's constantly pecking oh <laughs> my yes of course your your brain is its nest yeah. and so everything's a bit party and chaotic of course darling oh I also my love the one uh du hast nicht mehr alle tassen im schrank you don't have any more cups in your um cupboard that also means you're crazy <laughs> Uh, well, that's a bit like our sort of um, one sandwich short of a picnic. One sandwich short of a picnic. I love that. Sort of you're almost there, but something's missing. So in Germany, most of our things, um, our our idiom, idioms and, 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 and um, 
phrases that we use, a lot of them are pig related because we just adore pigs so much. Oh, so, unter aller Sau. Unter aller Sau, exactly. But also, oh. the one meaning I'm crazy is I think my pig whistles. <laughs> What's that in German, Ich glaube, mein Schwein pfeift. Is to pipe and is to whistle. And Schwein, obviously, is the old swine. So, um, and there's also like, I mean, what else? We've got a lot of sausage-based ones, which um, obviously stem from the swine. Oh, yes, of um, course. It's, uh, alles hat ein Ende. That's actually one of my favorite sayings it, of all time. Alles hat ein Ende, nur die Wurst hat zwei. Everything has an end, except the sausage has two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. That is absolutely wonderful but then how would you use that in context what does that sort of well really you would mean? use it like and be like oh i've just you know broken up with this boyfriend or i'm so like sad that this period is over and you're like yeah you know alles hat ein ende nur die wurst hat zwei like get on with life like everything has an end yes 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 we can't ever expect life to be like the sausage exactly. essentially it's just, it's and, ha- and be double-ended exactly. life is a uh, Life is not a pony stable is another one. Das Leben ist kein Ponyhof. No wonder you are so lyrical and witty because I think you're all poets. Well, it is time for me, though it cleaves my heart, to say goodbye to my divine poetic Teutonic Titania. No. Yes, yes, I'm afraid so, darling. We are, uh, what is it? Fertig. We are fertig. <laughs> How do you say we are fertig? We are fertig. Oh, yes, we are, alas. But we never really are. We are like the sausage. We are like the sausage. We, we, we are like the wurst. <laughs> we, we do like have two ends, though. don't we, darling? Exactly. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, bye, mein Schatzi, my so little voice. It's always such a pleasure to speak to you. And I can't wait and you, to see you again in person very soon. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I adore you. My little Kuddelmuddel. <laughs> <laughs> my bonus word today is another German untranslatable. But it doesn't really describe Sophie, who is talented in so many directions, but me. I'm a fuck idiot. It's not a sexual ignoramus. No, this German word describes somebody whose skill set is so exclusively funneled into their chosen vocation or fuck that they're an idiot where all else is concerned. It's a kind of narrowness of thought. The word implies that idiocy is almost as a result of the fuck idiot's preoccupation with their elected field. Ah, well, it's time for this fuck idiot to change the fuck to the fuck of farewell. It's been lovely. If you enjoy the German tongue, there's a sliver of it in darling Oti Mabusi's episode as she spent a considerable spell there. As Sophie said, we are fertig. This has been a Monkey Kingdom and Acast production. Until next time, oodles of love. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.